0: Love Talk Radio I have an emergency. What is your location?
1: For your soul.
0: Indeed, good morning. There is a war going on every day, in every moment of the day, so let's pray. Father God, you are God, you're good, you're in control, and you love us. And I thank you, Lord God, that we declare your will be done in and through us this day, as it's being done and declared in heaven. And that your kingdom come, Lord God, that you give us wisdom, the will. The, de- the desire, the eyes to see, ears to hear, and heart to understand. The strategies of what's really going on out here, down here. Father God, give us wisdom and counsel. You said that man lacks wisdom let la of God. We humbly come before you and your throne of grace and mercy today to find help and comfort and strategies in this time of need that you direct us by your spirit, Lord God. For we are completely dependent upon you in these very evil, vicious, vindictive And culminating days. And I thank you, Lord God, that you have already succeeded in dying on the cross, prevailing against sin and death, resurrecting, giving us places in your throne, in your kingdom with you forever. And I thank you, Lord, for your generosity. I thank you for your gentleness. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your promise, all your promises, many promises that actually bring us to righteousness as we believe them. That no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no evil actions taken against us or our families or those who work for us, pray for us, those who belong to you, that nothing will prevail. Ultimately, Lord God, you prevail. And I thank you, Jesus, that you give us grace and strength and joy and peace in the midst of the battle. You guide us and direct us in this conversation today. And Lord, those who are listening, may they be encouraged, may they be uplifted, may they be uh, enlightened. And may be activated for the kingdom of God. Good morning.
1: Well, good morning. Good morning. Here we are.
0: Yes. And, and we have a very interesting topic today. We'll jump right into it, as most of you would like to go in here. Um, are we just being paranoid or is the devil real? And, you know, are, we're going to look today at some of the strategies that the devil uses to conceal his identity and work unhindered among us. A lot of the work and conversation we're going to be talking about today—not all of it, but uh, the basis of it—is coming out of a, a workbook and a, and a DVD called uh, "Who Is the Devil." And uh, so, some of our comments are going to be taken out of that. If you're interested in more on that, you can just go to our Life, our life Recovery website and go to the store and find what you need. So, um, yeah, let's let's kind of look at these strategies. It's incredible what's really going on um, in in the world and in Kind of the devil trying to camouflage or uh, quiet his existence, kind of deny his existence. Well,
1: yeah, this, a lot of people say. You know, when you talk about the devil, it's like, oh, you're giving him to too much credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you some people say, or oh, you're uh, why don't you just talk more and more about Jesus and the love of Jesus right. and everything? And some people yeah. will accuse those who speak of the devil as saying, well, you should just be focusing on Jesus, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, I was just thinking here this morning, it's like when Hitler was invading countries in Europe and persecuting Jews, it's like, well, let's not, let's not talk about Hitler. Let's just focus things in, you know, positive and how good well, things are in America and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's silly. Denial Denial is one of the, uh, let's not talk about, it. we're not, we're not, we, we're not giving him uh, worship. What, but we're recognizing simply what is really going on under under the layers of the other activities we see on earth.
0: Right. And you know, it's like we've in the church, we have not talked about the devil for many, many decades. Uh, I don't know if we've ever really talked about the devil in America. I mean, in other countries, it's pretty real and pretty everyday, ordinary. They're aware of it constantly. But over here, we have not. We have purposely preached a gospel that's uh, void of the the commands and any concepts of war spiritual war casting out demons the work of demons everything's now relegated attributed to a diagnosis or a medical condition or a mental illness or a bad luck or uh you know you sinned whatever and nothing is really taken all the way back to its original source even our, our doctrines of you know you sinned and it's your fault you made a bad choice it was your responsibility and all that lays blame not at the doorstep of the true criminal but at the at your own doorstep which then binds us into a deeper spirit of confusion self-condemnation and and actually works very favorably for the devil for his cause so the the church itself has denied the devil i think a lot of people too uh, don't want to deal with him because it's it's too weird too scary and and then you're called like you said paranoid or Uh, You know, talking too much about the devil. I I think another thing I got to say is that, you know, the thing is with if we don't understand the paradigm, the spiritual battle that we are in as citizens of Earth, if we don't understand that spiritual war that's going on between God and Satan, that this is a war, a spiritual war, a physical war. And many times it works its way down into a, a natural biological chemical warfare war then we will think it's ridiculous to talk about an enemy because there will be no enemy. But if there's a war, there's got to be two sides. There's got to be an enemy. And Jesus talked about that a lot. He demonstrated it by casting demons out of humans. And he also demonstrated it by talking about the strong man and about, you know, Satan as a roaring lion goes about pr- uh, prowling. He saw him fall from heaven. Uh, there war, it was a war that broke out in heaven. Um, so all of these things for example let's just go to Re- revelations for a second twelve, seven. well let 29. me
1: let me ju- jump in here okay. a second there's a survey you're talking about denial at, uh there's a survey taken by the Gallup organization and you you know surveys can be skewed this sure. one way or another uh, but there were uh, 2000 the survey was taken and fifteen uh, years ago, fifteen years, a long time ago, and I don't know where it is today, but there sixty percent of non-Christians said they didn't believe that there was a personal devil, and forty five percent nearly half uh-huh. of those who claim to be born again bible believing yeah. Christians said they're uh, they they didn't believe that there was such a thing as Satan. Well, I'm just wondering if they're Bible believing what Bible are they believing? <laughs> what Bible are they reading? What version huh, and it's like
0: what are they not? It's seeing? like
1: too is you have to really be blinded and really good at denying the existence and activity of Satan if you read at all the Gospels Mm -hmm. and how Jesus dealt with the devil and the warnings of the Apostle Paul, the explanation Mm -hmm. uh, in Ephesians 6, for example, about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, Uh,
0: spiritual spiritual wickedness
1: wickedness in high high places, places. Um, and uh, the rulers of this age. uh, Peter talked about your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking mm-hmm. whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like uh, uh, we, there's, there's, there well, like I, there's, parts. Well, I three think, with the problem, the problem
0: three. is, is that people are taking their sources of information from, not from the Bible, but from media and from the very,
1: and from the preachers.
0: Well, and from the propaganda Some sources preachers. that Satan has set up through the media, and that's very controlled by the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world. So what they're seeing is uh, they're getting, and, and if you just read your Bible 10 minutes a day, even if you just read it 10 minutes a day, you'd be way better off. But how many people don't even read it once a week or even at all? They just kind of get what they get from the preacher, and they, and they listen hour after hour to the radio, the television, internet news, media, entertainment, uh, movies, uh, commercials. You're inundated with the, with, the, with the lie. And it's really hard, to after you've been brainwashed so thoroughly, hour after hour, it's really hard to, um, to you know, conclude the truth from all that.
1: Right. Onslaught. It, it seems like there's three approaches, people, the devil, uh-huh. the activity of demonic powers. One, the first thing is like ignorance. And the devil loves ignorance and, and, um, because that gives him all kinds of opportunity. It gives him free reign. Right and so, in Hosea chapter four verse six, uh God yeah. talks about my people are destroyed for what lack, lack of, of knowledge. knowledge, and the- and then he goes on to talk about the consequences of that destruction because of ignorance, so there's ignorance, and then we we've talked about here now denial, mm-hmm. we deny that he exists uh and so uh and then and the other part of it if it is this uh fear. Yeah, that we say, yeah, okay, yeah. if there's a devil, ooh, I should be scared. That's mm-hmm, too freaky. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think of, you know, the devil's underneath every bush or he's mm-hmm. out to get me. Uh, that's too freaky. I don't want to think about it. I want to think happy thoughts.
0: Right. I think that's what the church has done a lot. It's uh, They've taught the people to not take on uh, the, 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 you know, God has given us armor. He's given us weapons. He's given us uh, assignments. He's given us, you know, the helmet of salvation, the, the sword of the truth. He's given us all these battle and battling uh, empowering uh, military things that we need. And yet we are told by the church that we can uh, just leave the devil alone. Just just leave him alone. Who do you think you are? You're 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 no match for the devil. Um, you know, and so the church has kind of directed us into that kind of passive uh, avoidant, denying kind of stance. And in, the, in the, con, the consequence of that is that the enemy is just mounted up, just, just like a, a volcanic or, or some tsunami kind of effect in society. And Jesus said, he said to cast them out. So when we're denying the spiritual realities of war and captivity or imprisonment or casualties um, because we don't want to deal with the devil or we deny him or we're afraid of him, then the devil gets to put labels on all kinds of things and and then we chase our tail trying to get solutions that don't work.
1: Well, you mentioned earlier, Marjorie, about we look for uh, alternatives. We look for
0: uh, solutions.
1: Solutions, behavioral solutions, behavioral modification, mm-hmm. medical. Yep. It's just mental health, mental illness. Yeah. And all that sort of thing. And so
0: we chase our tails, we go in circles, we actually solve the demonic problem by another demonic
1: solution. And it's like education. I remember uh, you know, way back when I was in high school and college, they're talking about education is going to be the great panacea. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to revolutionize. And it's, it's nothing wrong with learning no, and yeah. understanding things. But education was touted to be our savior. Right. If we only have more education, we have more education. Uh, that's good. So we've got... And look uh, at we where got, we are. We've look got, at the fruit got, of what right, happened here. We've got more education, college degrees, mm-hmm. uh, everything than ever before in, in our nation. We're, and we're, spiritually, we're shaped spiritually mm-hmm. than we ever have been. We're, and we're, the we're, education has not solve our, our problems because it's the, our problems are far more well,
0: deep one of the problems with the problem is we've not properly identified the problem and named it correctly and so if you don't identify or if you, if you don't have a correct diagnosis if you're going to the doctor uh you know and you're coughing and hacking away and and the doctor says it's just a bronchial pneumonia something, and it's really lung cancer you know, if you don't get a proper diagnosis you're not going to get the proper treatment if you don't get the proper treatment you're not going to get the results you want and i think our diagnosing of the problem relegating it all back to me or society or it's somebody else's fault or it's the government or it's this or that or it's lack of education or we need more you know money thrown here and 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 you know, whatever it is it, it the the jesus said the fruit. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. By the fruit, you shall know them. And the fruit is this devastation. Uh, our country is devastated. Um, and it's, it's not because we've, uh, you know, done all the wrong things in terms of, you know, government and what it's, it's because we have left and forsaken the principles of God, and we don't understand the war. You know, not everybody in the nation is a soldier that goes across the sea to to defend, but the soldiers need to be the soldiers. And the soldiers were were called through the church. And the church has not stood up and taken its military position against the powers of darkness, the God of this world. And we have bowed down and we've become afraid. We've become swallowed up and bought off and bribed, flattered and deceived, overtaken, captive uh, through the oaths, the agreements, the uh, associations, Passive agreement, we have become swallowed up by the very thing that we are supposed to be standing up against.
1: And really, and we don't realize that we've been swallowed up. The no, church, we don't. for the most part, I'm talking about what's called Christendom, even so called Bible believing Christendom, has been swallowed up really
0: by, by passive, namby-pamby, little Jesus. sweet gospel Bible studies that don't take them to the depth of anything.
1: Right right <laughs> and and so what happens we just crazy, gotta be
0: good be loving be kind it's
1: basically and it's a it's a spirit of antichrist and god will it's take care of it all spirits mm-hmm. and doctrines of devil that's right that's what it said what's going to happen in the last time we're giving heed yep to to turn away from the faith right and the last way people will turn away from the faith when you're talking about the faith You're talking about the basic truths of Jesus Christ who Mm -hmm. shed blood, the cross, the resurrection, discipleship, spiritual warfare. He's just turning them away from the faith Mm -hmm. and and turning them to fables. And and we we do that. we, We come that way. Because of we're giving heed to seducing spirits
0: and doctrines and of demons. doctrines mm-hmm. of demons,
1: and really when you look at what's going on abroad in the church today, even in the so-called evangelical church, which is supposed to be the Bible-believing church,
0: fundamentally we've,
1: we've given heed to seduce, seducing spirits, doctrines of demons, yeah. Well, and just because somebody who is well known, and has a TV program, writes a lot of books, and is popular, doesn't necessarily mean and in fact, you should probably watch out for them. The more popular ones are the ones to watch out for.
0: Well, you know, the strategies of the devil are very basic and simple. And Jesus actually exposed him in Matthew twelve twenty nine and Luke 11, where he says he comes to divide the house. He also talks about that in Second Timothy, chapter two, verse 24, five and six, setting us up in opposition to ourselves. So Satan divides to conquer. He has to set us up in opposition. Uh, uh, warring against one another that 's exactly what Satan is doing now in this Hegelian dialect uh in taking over the United States of america he 's setting up segments of, of the population in opposition to each other whether it 's uh you know based on color based on sexual preference based on this that and the other thing he is setting us up in opposition, but what he has done in the internal in the in in the individual he's done the same thing he set us up and brought us into a place of uh passivity double mindedness and seduction and sedation and stupor. So we don't even discern that we are being taken over. So that divide, division through confusion, brings separation and death. And so Jesus said in the word, Luke 11 says, a kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and a house divided against a household. This you can apply this to America. You can apply this to your own individual life. You can apply this to your family, that there's a division that comes when people don't agree with The truth. And even Paul, using the the, the word we're going to use in our conference on the 29th, um, bewitched. He says, that's a that's a Halloween word. That's a that's a he says, who has bewitched you uh, in bringing you or or, or confusing you and bringing in this counterfeit gospel? He says, if, if, if even I come, I even if I come preaching another gospel to you than the one I already brought to you, let that one be accursed. And so he was already seeing back in those days, even, you know, 40, 50 years after Jesus had died and rose from the dead, that they were already preaching another gospel. And I think that has been the absolute case since then. And what their problem was back in the day, the uh, elements of legalism and law and Jewish tradition and circumcision and all of those laws were being seeping back into the requirements To be saved, and so what? One of the things that happens when we deny the spiritual realities of the truth, and we see all these casualties, uh, and we also then begin to substitute, as Paul was crying out against, a do good, be good gospel for the cross, the blood, and the Son of God, and that's and that brings an insult to the cross, and it also uh, destroys us because we have no footing to stand on. Because if you're standing on the footing of your own good works, there's always going to be a place where you're going to fall. Fail, uh, slip, be accused, uh, be brought down. So, our, my righteousness has to be anchored in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and only then do I have confidence and authority to go boldly before the throne of grace and mercy, to stand my ground and to come against the enemy. It's through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, through the fact that I am bought and paid for, belong to the kingdom of God, am a soldier, servant, Uh, daughter of the most high God here on this planet now to do the will of the kingdom of God. And no, no doubt, no, no back and down, no confusions, no substitute counterfeit explanations. This is war. And that's where we take our, but but it all comes from knowing the right gospel. If your gospel comes from your own righteousness and doing good and being good, you're going to, that's a slippery rock. And you can't stand on a slippery rock to defend anything. Even if you've got a good sword, if you've got a slippery rock underneath you, you got nothing. So we need to know that there's also, so it's a substituting that Paul was crying out against, that we in this nation right now, you yourself, you, you, can't, you can't do anything about a lot of things that are going on out there right now, except pray, of course. But what you can do and what you do have control about over is yourself. And you need to say, Holy Spirit, examine me. You don't examine yourself. Do not examine yourself. Self-examination is an exercise in futility and navel gazing you will never see what's really going on because you have too many blind spots and so do i so he said holy spirit show me the blind spots show me where i've slipped show me what's going on what's really going on because i'm going to tell you something you know it's we have to be careful god says don't judge he says observe he says discern but he said don't judge because when you judge you've made a decision you've cast a verdict you've you know you know judging means you chop down the apple tree Discerning means you look at it and say, yeah, this is a bad apple tree, let's do something for it here, let's discern some ways we can help it. But So God, when you judge and you don't understand, we don't understand, we do not understand, please listen to me. There is always a plan within a plan within a plan. What does that mean? That means there's always a hidden agenda. You may be aware, you think you know what the Republicans stand for, or what the Democrats stand for, or what the government's supposed to do. You may think you know all that, but there's a way bigger plan within this little micro plan that you think you've got all figured out. There's a diabolical plan that roots and, and feeds and instructs and, and controls everything out there. There's a plan within the plan, but there's also another plan within that plan, and that is the plan of God. And God's plan will, fa- will not fail. It, was, it, it supersedes. It goes beyond. It will overcome. It will um, prevail. It will prevail against all of these little plans. So when you think you know everything and it's all you've done is based your, your decision upon your opinion or upon your observation based not on the facts of God's word but upon your own opinion or personal judgment, you have, you're, let, you're, lead, you're being led into error. Opinions do not determine truth. It, opinions um, uh, or how the matter will end. Opinions are only your, they're formed out of your soul. Your opinion is formed through your mind, your emotions, your experiences, and it is, is flawed. It is corrupted with the viruses of fear, confusion, and, um, and doubt. But when you go into the Word of God, you can go into your, the Spirit of God who bears witness with your spirit. Who, he is abiding in you. You say, Holy Spirit, what's going on here? What do I need to know? And don't make any hasty moves until you know what you know, until you know what God wants you to know. And so, um, so we, we've too much of this whole thing is based on opinions and offense. We have been you, the devil is you. Jesus said offenses will come, but Satan has used so many uh, opinions to, to polarize us, fences to activate us against one another. Opinions and offense. Jesus said those offenses are going to come. He said, blessed is the man who's not offended. Blessed is the man who's not pinged and triggered by an offense to take up a personal uh, vendetta or a or judgment or action. that is fut- It's really futile because Jesus was not offended, even though he had more right to be offended than anybody else. And he, he hung on the cross, dying. And he looked at all the people, and he knew what he had done for them, and he knew how he would loved them and helped them and fed them and delivered them and preached the gospel to them. And he had to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. They're ignorant. They're clueless. I forgive them because they don't have the plan. They don't know the plan within the plan. They're They're just little sheep being scattered about because they don't know what's really at stake here. They don't know what's really going on here. And so Jesus, it wasn't about him being liked or loved or accepted, he said, they're going to reject me. Of course they did. A lot of them did. We didn't, we don't, but many do. And so he said, it's not about me. It's about, but he says, when you reject me, you reject the father. That's not good for you because he was all about the father, all about the father's will. It was to live was the father's will. He didn't try to do anything on his own. And that, is the, that is why the devil had nothing on him because he had no ambitions of his own. He was completely absorbed in the will of God at all times. And he had no opinions of his own. He was completely absorbed in the the perfect will and plan of God. And he knew what he had to do. He was to die on the cross to solve and resolve the issue of sin and death for the people so he could open the gate so whosoever will accept that proud too self-righteousness they know i'll do it myself you won't go into that narrow gate but if you humble yourself submit to god say there's no way i can do this lord have mercy upon me you immediately become free as you walk through that gate as you accept jesus but the but this opinions and offense thing has stirred us up and it's just futility it's 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 a it's a bizarre exercise in a waste of life time futility
1: well no one really likes to be lied to I mean if you discover someone that you trusted in or something you trusted you, you find out it was a lie, it was a sham, you were defeat, deceived, you, you're offended by that. You're hurt by that, you're crushed by that. You feel a sense of betrayal.
0: You're right, exactly. Uh, and,
1: but what's happened though, what's happened in our world is that we have been All of we us. have been betrayed, we've been lied to. The God He's the God, small G of this world kind. of this protection age. And he, Jesus said, he's a liar and a father of lies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he, the truth is not in, he does not abide in the truth. The truth is not in him. Mm-hmm. And so we see. He was
0: a liar and a murderer from it, the beginning. The he is, says.
1: It's pretty much when you look out into our, into, into our world. Okay. If you look into politics, government, education, media, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the political scene. Uh,
0: uh, Anything.
1: Even Picket, laws. Food. Food, uh
0: schooling education,
1: education uh, history even yeah everything uh, everything yeah you know uh, climate change and you know everything everything is basically saturated with lies mm-hmm. but these are the things that the enemy uses to form our opinions or our right. our minds to set up the war between us mm-hmm. so so basically uh mostly what what comes across your your screen is a, is a lie, is a de- deception. Yeah. It comes across your TV screen, your computer mm-hmm. screen, for the most part, the screen of your mind now mm-hmm. is is a lie and a deception. So you got all this stuff out there. It's just basically this world is just basically it's lies, 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 lies. When, when what we see manifested in the external world, but a lot of people don't, most people don't realize they're being lied to. But what it gets down to. There's the external aspect, and that only has uh, success because of the internal aspect in Mm -hmm. our lives. The the internal aspect. We've been living internally. Yeah, and so what's happened is that we have formed. uh, We there's been a formation of our mindsets Mm -hmm. that start. It can start even while we're in the womb. Yeah, and and you actually before born a lot about that before we were born. Uh, the formation of mindsets, perceptions mm-hmm. of reality, based on our experiences.
0: Right.
1: You know, some people can think they're 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 great and wonderful and loved. A child can, and others can think that they're just they're just a worth, piece worth. of dirt. Mm-hmm. They're worthless yeah. because of the experiences they have and the interpretation of those experiences. And so, what Satan is does in that personal internal level he comes to us as an angel of well we can talk yeah. about that more but he comes up, yeah. he comes as the interpreter of our experiences he will right. he will bring us the conclusion okay so the you perceptions. Went, so you went through that where your 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 dad was very harsh with you and correcting you maybe not, not not even necessarily you know physically or emotionally abuses your dad was uh, strong in, in correcting you the real reason was that he loves you very much and he doesn't want you to be destroyed or he was afraid or, or he was afraid, but mm-hmm. he did that. And so what Satan does, it interprets in the mind of a child that we don't even realize that he's behind that. It. It's like, my father doesn't love me. My mm-hmm. father hates me. Uh, my right, father is, up, is abusive and evil. Uh, and so you set up that, stuff, that then, yeah. mindset, that mm-hmm. perception, mm-hmm. And, and then it begins to you perkins operate with that lie in, in in mind you know unconsciously you're operating and that's the thing Marjorie when we're operating unconsciously not realizing the lies Mm -hmm. lies that we're operating in and and when you get that uh, going from many different directions in your life and
0: then you're in a you're in a reinforcement pit where the education system, the media system, the government system, your streets, your council, your families, everything reinforces the lie. Then you just, you just go with it. You just believe it's the truth. And that's why you have to get to the place of the, yes, the Holy Spirit to show you the truth, examine those blind spots, and be free.
1: So what happens to us? Satan is wanting to put us in bondage right. through his lies. It opens up our lives. You know what we believe determines what we behave, mm-hmm. and then and then what we believe and behave brings us into bondage. So what happens? It talks about, uh, honey, you know the scripture well about in Isaiah talking about my people are bound in prison houses,
0: yeah.
1: and so like we are. Uh, you remember the exact
0: yeah, scripture I on that, find it.
1: but anyway, we uh, forty two yeah 22. yeah you find that and, and read that but okay, right uh, here. okay so so, my- so we're 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 about we're we're a, a whole network a whole we come a whole complex an internal complex uh, of of bondage in our minds in our lives and so we, it puts in a, in ourselves in a very
0: precarious
1: precarious
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: horrible condition and the thing is it can be happening. Without even realizing. Oh, absolutely. Without realizing. You know, and it. it's like sometimes, you know, a doctor can say, you know, somebody can feel fine mm-hmm. physically. They can feel fine physically, mm-hmm. but they don't realize that they've got maybe a start of a cancer somewhere or uh, or a something something else, or yeah. an artery that's plugged. You might say, oh, hey, I feel fine, but inside, you're not fine.
0: Yeah. Well, so, that's the deception of the whole thing, so, the silent killers. You and Isaiah it, 42, yeah. 40, 42, 22. Uh, He says, but this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes. They are hidden in prison houses. They are for prey and no one delivers for plunder and no one says restore. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will listen and hear for the time to come?
1: Well, that's it. (laughs) That is just so loaded. I know. It's so loaded with truth. And, and of course, it's God's word; it's truth. But it says, "What was it say?" The last part of it: Who, who
0: among you will give ear to this?
1: Who among you know, Who among you will give ear to this? Who who gonna, who will listen? Who will hear? listen to uh, to that uh, diagnosis? Right. To that true diagnosis that God has given. Well, it looks again here. It says that we're hidden. Uh, these are. This is God's people now. This is not. He's talking about the people of God. Uh, robbed.
0: What's ripped the, off. Ripped injustice. Off, ripped off. set, um, um, Stomped what on. Is,
1: and Jesus said this thief. He referred to Satan as a thief. Uh, he, he comes to what? Steal. Steal, kill, and destroy. So there's a people robbed plundered totally Something ripped is st- stolen what, what, is was, what stolen? Was rightfully ours
0: well what's stolen in the when the strong man comes to plunder the house and that word is used again there in matthew 12 when the strong man comes to plunder what is he plundering he is taking away your life your ability to live it your identity your hope in god your destiny your freedom your uh your, your purpose your ministry your calling your he's, health he's taking away you he is he is taking over you your life and he wants to live his life his demonic presence wants to be use your body use your life as his own and that's what he's he's, plenty, he's ripping you off of everything including your own breath
1: taking your taking away your identity that's right and so one of the you know the tricks it's an obvious trick of the enemy is that the whole theory of evolution that you are just you know
0: uh, an accident.
1: And, uh, evolved yeah. from an accident kind of thing.
0: Random So it, chance.
1: it, it, it changes your identity. When when Remember when um, we know them as uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel? Mm-hmm. These young men that came into Babylon, they had their names, and I won't go into the meaning of their names, but their names were godly names referring to the God, Yahweh. And they had that identity as as Believers mm-hmm. in in God, the one true living God. But what did what did the king do? He gave them names. He gave them Babylon. Those Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego.
0: He changed their names. He
1: changed their names. Tried to change their identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changed their. Yep. It gave them different education.
0: Right. He tried gave to them different, them
1: different food
0: to eat. Right.
1: The whole deal, and so. This is one of the ways you know they the Satan does his plundering, Mm -hmm. snared Mm -hmm. or trapped, you know, snared in holes Uh or it it, it could be trapped in caves, right? Hidden, hidden in prison houses. I mean, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are just hidden. They're so
0: they're they're lonely. They're They're alone. Beautiful.
1: They're wonderful people, but they're hidden. Beaten down. They're beaten down, they're hidden, and a lot of people don't even see the value and the beauty and, and of them. And they don't
0: see the value and beauty of themselves anymore either, so they're even hidden from themselves. <laughs> the only one who knows their true love and value is the Lord God, and he's been cut off from them or they've been cut off from him through the lies that they're believing, and, and the, so their access to life and beauty is cut off.
1: And then they're for prey. They're yeah. just something that, what is, what, well, prey I, I, is something that, that something that is attacked is being chased. It's being and chased. And Paul
0: said, "He says, do, do, do I become a prey?' Yeah. Right. Paul says, Am I be, do I become a prey because I tell you the truth? Are you going to chase after me now and become and hate me because I'm telling you the truth?' And that's what happens with a lot of believers. You know, you become a prey because you're you're a, The devil does not want the truth to be out there. And so if anybody's telling the truth, the devil will target you. he will send a Jezebel to your house, your heart, your life, your family, your church. He will send someone. He will assign someone from the outside to come to attack you, to help the strong man who is already within you to take down the house. So there's an external attack and and to, to uh, destroy your reputation, to set you up to do something stupid and then defame you or, a plunder your your honor your reputation and your your good name
1: and the sad part of this in this verse in isaiah 42 and no one delivers okay the one that's to pray no one has come to deliver to bring Hope. help to 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 uh, to bring help to bring freedom to to rest and no one for plunder and no one says restore
0: no one so says no one says i care no one says you're important. Oh, and there's
1: it. a lot of people that apparently what we have in our day, there are so few people to that know how, how to do this, how to bring deliverance. Yeah. And Jesus, what did he say for us to do? He says, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, preach the kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Really,
1: you have received freely. Right. Give. Right. OK. So so he has instructed us.
0: Yes. Absolutely. To
1: to be involved in the in, rescue in the rescue
0: right and the, the restoration
1: uh, uh, and the restoration here, but yet what happens is that the rescuers the <laughs> ones who are supposed to be rescuing need rescuing need need do the doing the rescuing need rescue res, rescuing themselves mm-hmm. but then we we are blinded by the power of the enemy that said, well we don't need rescue we're fine we're yeah you know we're we're doing oh, okay oh, uh, even in the church we're church going people yeah. jesus we're we're saved people yeah, yeah. and everything oh. but yet, at the same time we're still in that same place
0: yeah jesus
1: has saved us but he we are uh, we are undelivered we are <laughs> there we you are go not, undelivered we are not uh, set great. free and restored and and that's the purpose why did well, he come he jesus came For this purpose, John said, was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy
0: the works works
1: of the The devil. devil Okay? And he came to give the oil of joy for mourning. set the captives free. Set the captives free. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Mm -hmm. um, Give beauty for ashes. The whole purpose of Jesus Mm -hmm. is to come into this internal part of us. And set us free. To set us free to be who, he, who he's called us to be, mm-hmm. to do what he's called us to do. And, and that is, as he rescues us and restores us, mm-hmm. he, redeem, he redeems us, sets us free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has re, he re, he's redeemed us to be agents of redemption to other people. We're not the redeemers. Jesus is the redeemer, but we bring that message of redemption, of freedom, and and, uh, and and restoration to people—that's our calling. When He said, "Go and preach the gospel, go to all nations, go make disciples," this is what He's talking about. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, what happens with us in, in, in the church is we have just not put the pieces of this puzzle together. It's 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 we read the Bible every day. But it's like it doesn't it's, change it's like us. It, it's it it's hidden us. in plain sight.
0: Yeah, yeah, We
1: don't see it. It doesn't come together. And so, I pray, Lord God, that you'd open our eyes, yes, open the eyes of those of us that are uh, listening today, those of us that are here. Lord, open our eyes to see what's going on and to equip us uh, to, in that role that we have as your people, as, uh, to be. Deliver us that we might be uh, the ministers of deliverance to others yes. in and Jesus' you know, name.
0: Well, in Second Timothy, Paul confirms what Isaiah was telling us very clearly. In um, he says in verse uh, Second Timothy chapter two, well, verse one, he says, "Therefore you be strong in you. Therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus." And then he says, "You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ." No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has enlisted him as a soldier. You know, God has an agenda and assignment for our lives. And when we're trying to disregard that and live our own nice little peaceful life and raise a family and blah, 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 and all this. Now, that's not out of the question. God also wants us to do that. But we can be soldiers while we're doing that because there's a lot of warfare that needs to be happening to set our children free. But going back to further into that chapter, he says, The servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to preach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. The old King James says, in opposition to themselves. I know you've heard this from me before. If God will perhaps grant them repentance, which means to change their mind so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. That sounds a lot like being robbed and plundered and snared in holes And hidden in prison houses and for prey and no one delivers so god is sending out the deliverers now but we have to know the enemy we have to know the strategy and we have to not be afraid we have to understand that this this work has got to be done through the holy spirit because you and i are not smart enough or clever enough to understand satan's plan within his plan although god is is beginning to reveal to us the mysteries of iniquity the generational curses the demonic judgments uh, and condemnation, the, the strategy that Satan has used to make this all God's fault. It's interesting that the strategies continue. You know, part of the strategy that Satan is using that we need to understand. Um, some, some of them go something like this. We've substituted the do good, be good gospel for the cross, the blood and the son of God. I already said that. We flatter ourselves with being our own self-made person. Uh, we comfort ourselves with karma and taking control of our destiny and that good things will happen to us by being good or doing good and thinking that that is going to control goodness. But karma does not answer questions like why do good things then happen? I mean, bad things happen to good people because karma says all good things happen to good people. And if you want to have good things and be good. And so we, but we cannot, we don't understand what, why the righteous then suffer persecution. Karma cannot explain that. We also try to control our destinies through the lies of self actualization or success, and also we pl- we actually practice witchcraft as a form of protection, as a form of manipulation, uh, selfishness, and to control others. And this is the the chief uh, um, uh, what's the uh, reason that we would practice witchcraft. It's it's, a, it's it's something we can use to manipulate, control others, and therefore assure our own uh, betterment, our own protection. That's and we're bound by the the partial truths. Of the misinformation, incomplete information that brings confusion, uh, wrong conclusions, judgments, and we ultimately end up with an egg on our face because we don't know what we don't know, and we don't declare that we don't know, we don't ask for wisdom, we just go ahead and, and, and believe the lies. Um, we don't know the depths of the demonic plan within a plan. Um, so that's kind of, so. and then Satan is, is grandest of all strategies is to relegate all the occur- occurrence of evil and bad things back to God. And he goes, it goes something like this, you know, well, if God is so good and so powerful and so loving, then why? And why doesn't God just kill the devil or destroy the devil? Or why doesn't God just forgive us? Or why doesn't God just do this? You know, it points the finger. Satan has us, uses us puts this thought in our mind to point the finger back to God um, to deflect all inquiry into, into Satan's presence or, or, or activities back to the kingdom of God. And this is a kingdom of darkness strategy. So you have a lot of people who are mad at God, bitter against God, holding grudges against God, believe they're mad at God, But God didn't make you to be mad at him. He made you to love him. So being mad at God is a demonic spirit, a force within you that's actually convincing you you're mad at God so that he can convince you to stay mad at God, stay bitter, stay isolated, separated, so you will have nothing to do with God. So this strategy of not knowing the whole plan and the understanding that this whole thing, God is permitting this for a reason. He even said to John the Baptist and Jesus, permit it to be so for now. John says, I should be being baptized by you. Jesus said, permit it for now for righteousness sake. So there's a plan here uh, for righteousness sake that we don't get right now that makes this idea down here of Jesus getting baptized by John. That looks like weird and wrong, but it was right because there was a bigger plan in place that they needed to submit to at that point in time, just like Jesus going to the cross. He was not a murderer. He was not a thief. There was nothing saying that nothing in him couldn't find any wickedness in him or anything. And yet Jesus willingly had to lay down his life because of the bigger plan. So going back to the strategies of Satan to make God look bad, this is what it's all about because the ultimate plan is the love of God and that God must be vindicated in his love for us by us responding to that love. And if Satan can cut you off and make you mad at God and, and say, God is bad and I don't get it, then Satan can cut us off from giving back to God the love, the, the worship, uh, the, the, the validation that he needs to declare and, and maintain his love for us. And so therefore God looks stupid having taken a risk to love us. So ultimately, if Satan can make us all hate God and not like God, not trust him, find fault with God, uh, despise him, say he doesn't exist, uh, that is Satan's whole strategy is to get it look like God is responsible for all this, but God said in the end of Job, "I didn't do this, I didn't make all this bad stuff happen. That was not my idea." Let's go back to the one whose idea it was, and let's give credit where credit is due, and 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 justice uh, for all.
1: Speaking of going back, let's, let's let's go back just for a few minutes ago, honey, in our conversation here, you mentioned about uh, witchcraft and, and taking control. Now, right. This is this is another way that the enemy works in our lives. Now, a lot of times people think of witchcraft as okay, we're sitting around doing a satan's a Seans, seance, yeah. satans, se- <laughs> but a seance or or manipulating in some kind of occult activity and so forth like that. That's that's witchcraft, and obviously we have a lot of that going on in our world today. But how is it that when we are uh, practice controlling. Uh, in other words, it's like, okay, obviously when you um, drive a car, you want to be in control of your car, even though they're, talk- they're talking a lot about self-driving cars these days. But you want to be in control of that. And you hear, and and there's different commercials that say, take control of your health, take or control your of your finances, yeah. take control of this, take control of that. Uh, right. How is it that uh, this idea of control is, is uh, that we could call it witchcraft.
0: Well, witchcraft is really all about power, power mm. and control. Th- that's really what witchcraft is. There's only two power sources in the world. One is God and one is Satan. And Satan can dress up as power uh, to look like um, financial success or favoritism or uh, promotions or money or um, you know a, a control. Which even in the occult, people have power to over other people. They send curses. They practice witchcraft and voodoo. And they kill people. You know, in the high-powered black witchcraft, they do that. But in in see, in our nice little Christian circles, we wouldn't. We know enough about well, I don't know if we do any anymore, anymore because we think witchcraft and witches and and witch costumes and are cute and 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 um, curious and uh, we're kind of intrigued by all that stuff. But but we we usually don't as Christians uh, want to go. We know enough about Ouija boards and séances and stuff like that and necromancing and calling and talking to the dead. Uh, however, we're, we're moving now more into the area of consulting psychics and fortune tellers, There's a lot of that going on in Christian circles. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the thing is in our, in our personal lives, we can practice this witchcraft because witchcraft is divine, is, is described characteristically as power, control, manipulation, uh, stiffness of neck, hardness of heart, stubbornness, um, refusing to bow or, or worship God, um, disobedience did I say blindness and hardness of heart spiritual blindness and one of the interesting things I've got this is so almost humorous one of the most frequent statements that come out of a witch's mouth and we're not talking about the pointed hat ones we're talking about the ones who are seriously practicing practicing witchcraft with an intent to deceive the gullible they will say they will wipe their mouth like the harlot and say we did nothing wrong we are good we're good we're good. And that's exactly what I heard the other night in the debates, interesting enough. We're good. We are good. No, we're not good. We need God. Anyway, back to the, true, the, 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 the situation here, that when we are insecure, it all, it, everything in our life will reduce down to one of two words, fear or faith, and faith in God, which means love. So fear or love. Everything reduces down to fear or love. So when people are afraid and they don't know, that they know the love of God and they're not confident in it and they're feeling yet condemned and that God is mad at them, then they're going to operate out of fear. And it's not that reverent fear of God that you respect God and honor God, but it's the fear of uh, I've got to, you know, what's going to happen to me? Uh, who is there for me? Who? And so then we take control. So fear breeds insecurity. Insecurity breeds the need to control things.
1: Right. Because in fear, you think things are out of control. Something's going on, something's happening or could happen to me, right. or is going, you know, right. that is something I have no control over. Right. What can I do to prevent this? What can I do to, uh, to manage put, this? Manage this.
0: Okay, manage, okay? manipulate. And whether you identify the trouble, the problem as coming from another person, a mother in law, a child, a system, you begin to try to manipulate to get your your position secured you try to manipulate for favor for you flatter witchcraft is a lot of flattery by the way we have two excellent shows on witchcraft back in the archives about a year and a a year ago i think one of them was called something about witchcraft in the title they're right next to each other almost go look at those they're excellent excellent they give the the specific definitions of what what witchcraft does um and so but anyway so so when i am trying to manipulate and i'm trying to control things this is the problem. The problem is bigger. Here's the, here's the lie. You think that you have to take care of yourself. You think that you're alone. You're on your own. It's up to you. Uh, You've got to do it yourself. And then you, there's all kinds of stress and anger and frustration because nobody else is helping you. But if you would understand that we are not here to control the world. Jesus did not try to fix the world. He didn't try to put down sodomy or uh, homosexuality or political uh, you know, uh, whatever, control uh, or or, or um, tax evasion. He didn't try to put down any of that. He didn't try to control or address that. But that's the context in which he was teaching this. This is where we need to have and operate out of a spirit of faith and love and no fear is inside. See, when you're like an alcoholic or a person who's afraid, Uh, addicts do this a lot they try to control er their feelings they try to control their emotions within by taking certain substances or drugs or whatever to medicate the pain to moderate the feelings to manage their lives they're trying to control their insides with a drug or with an outside situation force substance whatever but what god says is let's have the temple the only thing I can really control or take charge of or be aware of or take responsibility for or have final decision making choices in is myself. And I can't even do that. And so I have to say, Lord, help me, I give my life to you, you, the Holy Spirit, you lead me, guide me into all truth, you surrender even that uh, what you want to call it privilege, responsibility. Uh, right, freedom, whatever, to God, and say, God, now you deal with the fear in me. You unravel this mystery of iniquity that's gripped me, clawed me, uh, taken hold of my sleep, uh, makes me so I can't breathe. You, you and I, we cannot. We're not smart enough. We're not strong enough to overpower or outsmart any demon. But we can be delivered. Paul said it this way. He says, oh miserable man that I am," he said, "Who will deliver me?" Before he said that, though, in Romans seven twenty, he says. If I'm doing what I don't want to do, it's not me doing it. You say, it's not me. You say, well, wait a minute, Paul. You need to take responsibility for that action because it was you. But Paul says, no, it wasn't me. It was the sin that dwells in me. And so what God wants us to know is that Paul then, when he recognized that he was kind of out of control, and there was insecurity, and there was fear, and there was stuff he was, that was happening in him, to him, through him that he didn't want, he didn't come down on himself himself. He didn't say I need to try harder and get me that another the next self help book. By the way, guys, I hate self help books. Just in case you didn't know that, hate them absolutely hate them. And I hate the Christian ones the most because they lie to the believers and make you take responsibility, take action, draw boundaries, you know, balance your life out, blame other people, and label life, life situations for something they are not. Please put away the self help book and open up the Bible. That's If you don't start reading the Bible, there's not a whole lot that's going to happen in your life that's any different than what's happening right now. So anyway, going back to, so people have to lay down even their right to control their own life. Paul says then, he says, who will deliver me from this body of death? We have to understand that there's a, a control mechanism. There's a program that's operating within us that Satan has set up from a generational history that he's been able to access to get the agreement with them, to control us, to do and act and behave and, and respond and perceive uh, in certain ways. And then he sets up experiences to reinforce that, like Jerry was talking about earlier. So he is. there's no one who can deliver you except Jesus. And Paul says, I thank God through Jesus Christ. There is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, that be saved, who walk not according to the flesh. You don't use that old soul software that's been programmed by hell through the experiences of the pit anymore. You walk in the spirit of God who bears witness with your spirit that you can know what you know and know what to do. And then you can walk in joy and confidence and you can say, you know what? This situation is not my problem. It is your problem, God. I'm bringing it to you right now, the court of heaven. I'm asking you to act in, in this, this injustice, this grievous injustice, this, this, um, this blindness, this sickness. I'm asking the court of him to act on behalf of your your righteousness' sake, for your righteousness' sake, for your name's sake, and for the fact that you love me and you love this, you, these people. That's where you begin to start to do battle. It's not with, oh, I think, I hope, and oh, I'm not sure. And if you don't, if the doctor says, well, you know, uh it might be a tumor. Um, you know, what, what I could do maybe is, um, um, why, why don't we just uh, open you up and take a look at it? We're not sure what it is. And, and you know what? You don't really want to go into surgery with that doctor, do you? You want to know that you know what it is before you go tramping around inside. And so the thing is, God wants us to know that we know who he is, who we are, and what's going on. And the problem, the solution, the power belongs to him. So I go to the Lord for power and, and, and rescue and justice tangled up in trying to make things fair and right yourself. That is another uh, tra- uh, um, strategy of the enemy because everything is not fair. And Satan knows the two things we get caught up into are anger and guilt, injustice and sin. So he gets us to sin and feel bad and guilty and unworthy and or he gets bad things to happen to us and we get mad and we take matters into our own hands and then he can judge us for judging them. These are his two main strategies to pull in the believers because we're all made by God to hate sin and hate injustice. But God says, I will take care of those two things. You just follow me. And so your, your, your bottom line is, do you trust God to be faithful, to keep, keep his word and to take, to bring justice, to bring vindication or not?
1: What Jesus said in John 8:31 and 32 and then in verse 36 He says um, if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth know the truth and the truth shall make you free in verse 36 therefore if the son makes you free you shall be free indeed you shall be really really free Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And the work that Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, I think it's verse 6, he says, he that has begun a good work in you will perform it, or will keep on doing it until being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it, until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, for those of you who know Jesus, you've come to him, be confident that he is going to untangle those lies. He's going to remove them. He's going to replace the lies that you, you believed with the truth. And he's, many of you, he has set you free from those lies already. And, but in the, and right now, too, there's some others that he's in the process of setting you free. He's begun that good work. And you can count on him. He's going to continue that good work until the day of Jesus Christ. And the whole, it's all about the Spirit of God. It's what Jesus is doing now through the Spirit of God that, that reproduces his character within you. And if you, if you have the truth in you, you're going to have the fruit of the spirit. It's mm-hmm. the result of mm-hmm. the spirit of God. It's not a matter of self-control or self, just, self, just self-discipline just or, self or just willpower. It's you have to be willing, but it's your will. And he's the one that even, <laughs> we can't even become willing by ourselves. He is the one. God is working in us to what? Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it's the work of Jesus that gives us the willingness even mm-hmm. To allow him to do his work in us, and he in, in his work in us. Here are the results that you will have, instead of the witchcraft and the lies of the enemy, you have the truth that sets you free. And in the, that freedom is the result of the work of the Spirit of God in you. In Galatians 5, uh, 22, uh, verse, uh, verse verses twenty-two and twenty-three. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So there, there is the work of the Spirit there. He says in mm-hmm. verse 25, he says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So this is where the freedom comes. Amen. This is where the joy comes. This is where the liberty power. comes. Mm-hmm. This is where the power, the true mm-hmm. power is. It's not something that you conjure up or control. It says there is no condemnation in Romans 8, one. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And so, and that
0: word now, right now, it's, it's already been done 2,000 years ago. There is therefore it's now. It's not he will or I hope he will, it is done. It is for you to understand that it is completed and you already have the very thing that you're crying out to have and it's finished. Jesus said it's finished on the cross and I think Satan is another strategy he wants to keep us from knowing that it's finished and we got to work, 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 work towards something that we already have that's already finished, that's already completed and I know our time is about up.
1: It's already been completed, yet at the same time, it's kind of like time released in us.
0: Right. It's, it's, a, it's everything it's, it's that released. was... released, mm-hmm.
1: It's a process. We call the process sanctification. We're right. being set free. We're being set apart. We're becoming more and more free as we go to serve the Lord. Free, the man. freedom is in serving Him, knowing Him, loving Him. Mm-hmm. And and sharing his love and truth with everybody we can while we can.
0: Amen. I just want to give you guys a quick reminder that on August, October 22nd, it's a Saturday from uh, 10 o'clock to three o'clock. We'll be at the Dayton, uh, Minnesota, uh, senior citizen center over there for a conference called uh, winning your case in court in, in the court of heaven. And, um, I will be joined with Karen, by uh, Karen Steen Finch, who was our guest a couple of weeks ago, and we will be talking about um, the strategies for winning your case and knowing how to live healthy. Also, on October 29th, the weekend of Halloween, we will be in um, at the Blessing House in Victoria, Minnesota, doing a conference called Bewitched. Uh, and so we invite you can both Both of those are free, open to the public, and um, we just invite you to come, pray, and uh, Check out the websites, lightchurchmn.org and liferecovery.com.
1: True Light Church meets at the Dayton Activity Center, 10 a.m. Sundays. So,
0: Yeah, there you have it. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Bless you. Check the archives. Tell somebody else about the show and have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening. war for your soul.